Welcome to episode one of Lady Daddy Talks. I'm your host, Daddy of the Ladies. I'm here with the infamous Queen Mandy of Mandyland Entertainment. Am I infamous now? <laughs> yes, you are quite infamous. I'm still, it still baffles me that you've been ongoing since 2014. Yes. Oh my God. We have our fifth annual masquerade party this year, and I am stoked. We're going to pull out some of our favorite older shows. Oh. We're going to put together some some new new flavor for everybody, and I am stoked. I think I already said that twice, three times. Stoked. Anyway, <laughs> that's what's happening. So, <laughs> just to get a little background information, who is Queen Mandy? And what are your identifiers in this beautiful alternative lifestyle? Identifiers, okay, that's kind of loaded. Um, <laughs> oh no, we're we're popping cherries over here at the moment. Yes, I am absolutely loving life sitting here eating cherries with Lady <laughs> Daddy. So, um, I have been doing fetish performance art since 1999. I started out doing backstage assistance and productions for my best friend Amber's show. Um, and I was her sub and her personal assistant. And the best top is a good bottom. Absolutely. And the best bottom is a good, exactly. <laughs> so, like I said, best top is a good bottom. You have to know what you're doing and how that feels. So I guess I kind of started there. Um, I am the, the, the queen thing and the Mandy Land thing is so funny. It's so, I never wanted to call it Mandy Land. I was just going to call our event the Mystics Ball, uh, which the, the, the annual masquerade event is the Mystics Ball. And some of the other side events are, are some of the other larger events are as well, like Southern Gothic and the, the Celtic Ball and all that. But um, <laughs> we did a Halloween show at the Crazy Horse in Rock Hill. If you are familiar with the Crazy Horse in Rock Hill, you know it is a hole-in-the-wall, all-nude club that um, uh, we were just doing, uh, you know, me and my folks were completely clothed because obviously we weren't working for the venue. We were throwing a party at the venue and we were doing spankings and, you know, vlogging and stuff in the back and people started chanting, Mandy Land, Mandy Land, and I was like, no, 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 okay, Mandy Land. So, so that's that's where the name came from, and um, I would have never even guessed that's <laughs> that's where that came from. Um, and um, the Queen thing probably originated from we did a King and Queen of Hearts skit, and it's probably one of my favorite uh, shows where we had. Um, Adam and I were the king and queen of hearts and we had girls in fence net body suits come out with milk and they poured the milk over they took off our shoes and poured the milk over our feet and they were licking the milk off of our feet and it was funny when you look at it when you look at a script and foot lickers are one of your your <laughs> that sounds one sexy, of your roles <laughs> but I, I have a thing about my toes i have hypersensitive toes so i'm okay with the rest of my foot but do not touch my goddamn toes i will <laughs> kick you in your fucking teeth well to be fair eventually we did kick the foot lickers but <laughs> i they enjoyed it <laughs> I, 
Of course they did. Of course they did. So I, I think that may have originated from the King and Queen of Hearts skit that we did. Um, we performed with a troupe called Gorilicious for a while, and we traveled. Oh gosh, what do we do? Spartanburg, Raleigh, Myrtle Beach. Um, thinking we went to Atlanta, um, but that was that was a lot of fun, and it's exactly <laughs> what it sounded like. It was gorelicious, baby. We were a gore burlesque troupe. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so you know, we were, we were always zombies, or we were you know doing some kind of crazy sleepaway camp strip tease or something, and it was just it was fantastic. So just to go a little further back, how did you lose your virginity to the lifestyle? Oh dear. Just to go a little <laughs> backwards. Okay. Nobody said we had to be chronological, right? Not at all. <laughs> my my first boyfriend, no, not my first boyfriend. My second boyfriend. Uh his name was Gray. He was a card. He's a very colorful person. Um we would it was oh my gosh it was almost like a competition we called it sport fucking um we would go into a party and see who we could get naked it was like <laughs> the and and probably the most famous success in that game that i remember because there were probably some blackout nights <laughs> was um this 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 one time that i woke up with him and like three other gorgeous ladies in a bed with a ceiling mirror and I wake up and I look up at this and I'm like oh, that did happen <laughs> I, love, so, I love a good night yeah. that just that ends with you waking up and you're like holy shit that was not a dream this is my <laughs> fucking reality and that is why I love this fucking lifestyle yes. Because even if it's, you know, not your everyday, the days that you do get those kind of fucking nights, man. Worth it. <laughs> fucking worth it. Worth it. And if it's forced, then it's not worth it. No. <laughs> so what would be your brief description of what to expect with Mandyland Entertainment. You know, if you come in and you're like, hey, you know, I, I kind of like, you know, bondage. I'm like, awesome, come here. Let's go look at some awesome bondage, you know. And I try to provide, well, like I said, variety, entertainment. We want, we want to show you kind of the other side because so many people are trapped in these day jobs, in these, in in this 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 rat race, this thing that they do over and over every day, and sometimes you know, sometimes consensual non-consent is their only escape. Sometimes being in a situation where we're changing your reality, you're gonna walk into one of my events. I want it to be different than what you're walking to in any other bar. You're gonna walk into a bar uptown and it's gonna be, you know, everybody doing the Cupid Shuffle. You're gonna walk into my place. Oh my gosh, we're gonna be we're gonna be singing Welcome to My Nightmare and everybody's gonna be a different monster. <laughs> that definitely answers my question of 
the art, you know, the art of blending these lifestyles together. But if you could elaborate more with just how do you get these drastically different lifestyles from kink to swinger to fetish to the vanillas? You know, what is the art and the secret? The fact that there's no pressure. You don't walk in, you don't come in to our event like a swinger party. You you know there's swingers there. <laughs> because I mean it's Mandy Lynn. But <laughs> you know there you know there's all these different people with these different lifestyles in there, but we're not pressuring you because it is in an open um venue because it is, you know, everybody's welcome. We don't we don't pressure you. Just because you walked in the door as a single female does not mean that we're gonna treat you like you're our unicorn. Just because you walked into the venue as whatever you are, doesn't mean that there's any expectation of you. You can walk in, you can can be, if you're familiar with the Anne Rice novels, you can be the Talabasca. You can watch the dark side and not be of it. Or you can participate. We have ways for you to participate at some of the shows. Some of the shows are just dance and mingle nights. Some of the shows, the obviously the masquerade is our biggest event of the year. Uh, we do have kink interactive stations where you can come in and, and you can try and you can try some things. And we've had folks to come in and be like, oh my God, Mandy, wow. I walked in with my significant other, you know, I did some rope bondage. I did some candle wax. I did some some spanking. I did some whatever. And my significant other watched how I reacted to this. And it has really just opened us up in the bedroom. This is this is really just a, a whole nother aspect to our lives now. And thank you so much. And that is what melts my heart. <laughs> that That is what makes me feel like I'm doing good, you know? <laughs> I'm not just throwing a party. I'm not just getting people drunk. I'm not just, you know, trying to make bar money or whatever, because I mean, let's be honest, I don't make money. (laughs) Not really. At the end of the day, no. And any money that we do make, we turn around and throw right back into it because I mean, who doesn't want a new spanking bench for the next show, right? Who doesn't want more costumes and (laughs) makeup and stuff? And most of us are volunteers. You know, our uh, Pink Warrior Makeup Artistry does all of our hair and makeup for the events, and they are fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> speaking of vanillas, I feel like your events help break stigmas, but I would love for you to explain how would you feel like your event specifically, Mandyland Entertainment, how do you feel like you help break the stigmas throughout the alternative lifestyle? Because costumes are suggested, not required. Um, but the masquerade in particular, if you come without a mask, we're going to make you pay the extra $5 to get the mask, but we're going to donate that to charity. So it's not like we're trying to, to, to but <laughs> we want you to participate on some level. So even if you do come and you have to spend the extra five bucks and get the mask, like I said, that's not that's not a, a, a money making endeavor on our part. That's really just a you know to get you to do something to participate. We want everyone to, to to kind of participate, and you know people that walk in the door that don't know what to expect or I mean I've had cousins to come to my shows and be like, 
Good old family. Yes. And 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 then walk out and then hit me up later and be like, wow, you know, that was that was really cool. And I'm like, thank Aww. you. That was the whole point. What a beautiful feeling to have. <laughs> Not only, you know, friends and even strangers, but your own loved ones support what you fucking do. When a lot of people, that's that's a privilege. A lot of people do not have that, and they are so deep in the closet. Closets. <laughs> Everybody in our staff, our, our, our cast and crew, you know, I try to keep it small. I try to keep it around like 40 people because it seems like beyond that it's too many personalities and, and, and too much mess. But <clears throat> we try to keep our eyes and ears out for people that we feel like are falling through the cracks or people that we feel like are getting, you know, underserved in the community or whatever. And we try to, you know, offer them, you know, hey, beautiful you look fantastic tonight you know where are you from what do you do do you perform do you sing do you dance do you, you know do you want to come back what what's what do you do and a, a, a lot of folks um like especially when people come in alone we we really try to reach out and be like hey you know we love you we're glad you're here you know i i, I see that who are you with are you not with oh well you're with me come on you know, <laughs> there's there's been a couple of different times that people didn't believe that it was my party because uh, they because they'd been hanging with me because I was like, you know, hey, come on, you're with me, and they're like, what? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you that nobody sees. I see you, and I want you to know that I see you, <laughs> and and that's that's really super important to me. Just to backtrack a little bit, when you were talking about your staff, there's always one particular person. I've always been curious of how he became a part of your shows, oh which is Martin <laughs> Barry, the clown. <laughs> I have always wanted to know, how did he become the host MC yes. of Mandyland Entertainment? Let me tell you what happened there. Martin came to the very first Mystics Ball. I was shaking in my shoes. It was uh, it was at the Chop Shop. Jay and Tracy were super supportive. You know, I had been in a band with Jay previously, and we threw you know themed events and stuff. And they 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 knew that I knew how to throw a theme event, but um. I had written this whole like intro thing and I practiced it ahead of time and I read it to my friend Shannon or Shay and she um she was like yeah that's great but then I get on stage and I'm literally standing here with this piece of paper shaking because I'm having to introduce everybody I have put this whole event together by myself we've got 450 some odd people not including cast and crew and, and and I'm standing there trying to read this paper and I flubbed it and 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 Martin could see it <laughs> and and he came up to me because we were gonna have a costume contest later in the show and uh, and he was like can, can I help you and I was like please <laughs> and and he's been a part of it ever since um and I am so lucky to have that man as a part of this yeah Martin's fantastic <laughs> he absolutely saved my butt because because he was like Mandy 
you cannot you cannot you can't do this you can't you can't host the show and perform and MC. yes i and, can uh, damn it right <laughs> But he was right. I was like, you know what? If you would take the announcing off my plate, that would be one thing to keep me from completely freaking out. So thank you, sir. And yeah, so that's how we had. That's how we got him. Thanks for asking. I love that guy. That makes me want to ask. <laughs> I want to make this a portion of each episode where I <laughs> ask about. I want to call it the backstage shit show <laughs> where you describe a night at your event where shit just went wrong, downhill, left. I want it all. So the ham show at the Visualite. Um, torrential rainfall that night. There were flash flood warnings. There was... You know, like I said, the drama from another promoter about our promo. A belly dancer or two got super drunk before they were supposed to go on stage because there was nobody in the house. And I'm pretty sure we made $117 at the door. <laughs> so there's shit show number one. Shit show number two. Oh my God. We absolutely love the staff at the shed because they're the guys that used to run the chop shop. But booking an outside gig is always a gamble. We promised the baddest ass party with fire by Satara and sideshow sorcery with Stray Cat, the fill-ins EP release. We had the man meat review. We had our, our boys stripping and, and, and singing and, and we had live wrestling with Fireball and company and the largest outdoor dungeon in Charlotte. I did a tear jerking rendition of Preaching the End of the World by Chris Cornell with uh, my good friend, Jerry Lowry. And I mean, what more could you ask for, right? It's the end of the world. And we delivered on most of that. <laughs> Unfortunately, the wind was super crazy that day. Um, it, was just, it was just like a comedy of errors. There was a train broken down on one of the inroads. It was already a difficult venue to find because it's on Sugar Creek in Charlotte, which there's been a bunch of construction and stuff. and. Long story short, it was a hard venue to find anyway. The train broken down on one end road with the um, wind blowing really like excessively crazy. It whipped the tarp off the top of the stage. So we come in there and we see this tarp just like whipping in the wind and we're like, oh my God, what the heck is up with that? So we tie it to the side. We had bought an expensive fire permit. We had, had, had you know, gone back and forth to make sure we had all the things that we needed to make this a fantastic, crazy, awesome show and had to cut the fire because the wind was too strong. Oh, and they didn't want us to cut. And, and, and that's understandable. It's a safety precaution. Um, and we love this. We love the Charlotte Fire Department, by the way. <laughs> Who doesn't love a goddamn fireman? I mean, fire come woman. on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that was that that was kind of a shit show because again, with the wind blowing like it was, we had this huge uh, canopy that was supposed to have been our outdoor dungeon unfortunately the wind whipped all the plastic off the outside of it so it was really exposed so we still had like nine dungeon stations and, and a whole bunch of, of, of doms and and there was still it was just really out in the open <laughs> it was supposed to have been you know kind of which 
which is many people didn't participate because there was no wall to hide behind there was no privacy and i understand that but yeah that was probably that that was a hard show that that was a hard show Seeking another platform to advertise your upcoming events? Look no further. Lady Daddy Talks provides space to advertise events within the lifestyle communities from kink, swing, and everything in between. Whether you're interested in interviewing with yours truly, taking up ad space during the breaks, or even adding your event to the roll call of community updates, contact LadyDaddyTalks at gmail.com for further inquiries and tune in to the hashtag KinkyFuckShit today. Okay, so I was reading, it was an artist profile about you in PiedmontArtistProfile.com. There was a section that actually stood out to me. It was, it was a little vague, so I actually wanted a little elaboration. Um, when they asked about why you left the previous event company that you worked before, if you could. Um, well, I had already left once. <laughs> um, and I was asked to come back by their music director. And I believe his words were, oh my God, Mandy, save me from grinders and gore. All they're doing is, is throwing sparks and killing each other on stage. There's nothing sexy about that. You know, bring, you know, your your writing style back. We need some actual, we need some, some of the old magic back. <laughs> and um, and I was reluctant and, and we had some, you know, some stipulations and things. And uh, those, they, they pretty much abided by that until the, the music director was absent for, for one of the shows. And then I, nothing had changed. They, you know, the, the, the performers were still getting, you know, treated like crap or meat or like they owed somebody something. And um, yeah, it just got worse. So eventually, you know, some really rotten things happened and rage quit <laughs> so yeah that's what happened they um like i said i'd already left they asked me to come back to you know help with their you know numbers and promotion and and uh stage management and you know dance wrangling and, and all the things that i'd always done and um and then it was just the you know, same old slap in the face only worse so bye and then I went and sat down with my friend Tony, and she is hilarious. Oh my God. She was like, fuck them. You don't need them, bitch. You do this your damn self. And I was like, what? That's I'm, a just good in, friend I'm just in tears because I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Uh, and, <laughs> and she was like, fuck them. You got this. They need you. Do your thing. So we sat down and formulated the idea for the original Masquerade, and uh, so it's uh, based on the '70s Rothschild parties. If you've ever seen, there's like an article about that and a lot of photos and stuff where they have like it's 
it's weird. It's surreal. It's very surreal. It's a lot of uh, masks with multiple faces and bird cages and people with actual taxidermy, you know, deer heads and just huge gowns in this crazy castle looking mansion and just yeah craziness i like it i want it to be surreal i want it to be weird i want you to walk in and feel immersed i definitely love a good rage quit story i feel <laughs> like that is where the inspiration and the path begins to just a whole new adventure but at that time you feel like holy shit what have i done and what am i gonna do then you look back and you're like, that was the best fucking decision of my life. Yeah, because when I quit the first time, I just quit, you know, doing stage performance art stuff. And I'm thankful for the time that I spent doing other productions because, you know, it gave me the chops to handle what I handle now. Um, uh, for instance, uh, the, the, the diva who was in charge of that production back in the day, <laughs> she was fantastically flamboyant boy she wanted lions and tigers and bears and monkeys and oh and, my and lizards oh my and i'm like but we have to keep the lions and tigers and bears in separate cages and the monkeys and lizards the monkeys might eat the lizards and they all eat different things and we have to pick them up at different times <laughs> the and we can't animal tamer exactly <laughs> <laughs> but but we did some we did some fantastic shows together and um and Wrangling things in that chaotic of an environment definitely taught me how to do it myself because I can control a lot more of the variables <laughs> than I could then. Um, so, and I have personally seen it myself. You do a damn good job of it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> when you walk into the club, you hear me before you see me. I'm like screaming. Move your goddamn car! We're trying to load stuff in the front door! Who the fuck stuff is in the middle of the- The doors are about to open! Where the fuck is your wristband? Why the hell haven't we sound checked yet? Where is my outfit? Who's got- Whose wig is this? Uh, it just, just I am craziness. having flashbacks right now <laughs> as you say this. Good flashbacks, I promise. I love a good chaotic mess. But Organized chaos. Yes. <laughs> So speaking of wrangling shows, what would you say was your personal favorite show to produce? Ooh. Um, well, the first one was if, was fantastic. I was so nerve-wracked. I don't know that I truly enjoyed it. Um, probably the second Masquerade, because by then I had already thrown several other events and, and I had people in places. So the very first one you've got to kind of organize your infrastructure okay you know this person does makeup and this person dances and this person performs and this person can mix their own music and this person needs help writing their script or you know you need extra rehearsal time with this person and so on and so forth um i had kind of gotten my feet under me and the second masquerade we called it the big dress act I had like a eight or 10 foot ladder <laughs> and we made it look like a skirt, like a dress. And I would climb, I climbed to the top of it and, um, it looked so badass. Oh my gosh. It was awesome. <laughs> and then, uh, Michelle Bowling, 
has always made my headpieces uh, since the second masquerade because she came to the first one. I don't, I think she was uh, the first one as a vendor, and then you know she made me this awesome uh, horned crown thing, and uh, so I'm. So the Chop Shop is, was where this happened, and oh my god, R.I.P. Chop Shop, and Jay and Tracy, shop. we love you. Um, the front of the house, you know, we kind of had people, because we, we had several shows. After the one act was over, everybody goes up front to get drinks, so I'm, they're setting all this up, and they had great lighting and everything. So the lights come up, and here I am at the top of this, this crazy dress, looking just huge, and... Um, later on in the show you see that we have girls buried in the cloth so they're like coming out of the dress and they actually steal somebody from the audience and put bring them into the dress it I was, was awesome. one of the girls yes <laughs> and we did uh what did we do caught a light sneeze and uh, 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 uh face to face from the batman Returns soundtrack <laughs> yes oh my gosh that's um, right Chris Franklin and uh, Laura Grace, DJ Velveteen, she's with me now, um, were uh, my band at the time, and uh, so anyway, that that was fantastic, that was a wonderful show, we got some images that are just iconic. My other favorite show, gotta give you one more that we have not been able to bring back yet, but I'm dying to, is the Roman Ball, it was called No Place Like Rome, we brought three girls over here and painted them white like statues. Oh, that was such a gorgeous flyer. I <laughs> love That was Tony that I was talking about earlier, man. And she she's not photoshopped except for to tone her around her eyes yes. and the wig wasn't totally white. So the only co the only correction on that flyer is color. Uh, so that that was awesome. Uh, she, uh, Darling Allure, and Samantha Alexandria um, are muffins. <laughs> if you know if you know her well, um, we, we all did some wonderful photography that day. Uh, Shagadelic and Martin Berry did the the painting for that. Um, and yeah, that was that was awesome execution. The other photo shoot for that <laughs> was the orgy shoot, and we actually rearranged our whole living room and just covered it in, we, we had these columns in here, we bought some really awesome, ridiculous, dramatic, huge curtains from Lowe's and then returned them um, <laughs> for the backdrop, and uh... You know, we had flower petals and grapes and wine and everybody was wearing togas and those body parts hanging out and, and sexiness ensued afterward. It was fantastic. So why haven't you been able to bring it back? <laughs> Venue. Unfortunately, uh, be, uh, because we just don't have the room for it. Uh, Visualite, uh, we love performing at the Visualite, but the stage is carpeted for one thing and it's not wide enough for us to set up a background we were building 
big elaborate backgrounds when we were at the chop shop um, we would get framed out uh, four to six panels uh, from some of the other local productions in town you know who you are thank you guys so much I don't think I'm allowed to say but um, <laughs> um we just we just can't do that uh, the visual light has that you know that gorgeous curtain they've got great lighting sounds fantastic we love our lighting and sound guys there um, but unfortunately the the stage itself my gosh when we did the Roman ball we had Valkyrie wrestling in the middle of the stage and you know band stuff set up in the background and and just just crazy big ensemble cast performances and it's difficult it's difficult to do that um, on the visual light stage but um, I don't know. We'll, we'll find something. <laughs> we will bring back the Roman ball. Too many people want it to happen for us to not do that. Toga, 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 toga. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm <laughs> good. Oh my gosh. Um. All right. So I guess next? another question <laughs> that I wanted to ask was mainly about, I guess, your preferences. Or I guess mainly your opinions about parties that are, I guess as I like to call, secret society betting only word by mouth compared to parties that are, you know, pay to get in, open to the public. What are your thoughts on it and how did you decide the kind of party that you wanted to have? Um, I've done both. I've participated in both. I've been invited to both. Um... There is kind of a vetting process for any event. If you're doing a private thing, like I talked about before, controlling your variables. Um, the thing about the, the the private parties is that they can be, they can become very clickish. You know, it gets to where you know we've got these nine couples, you know, these 20 people or these 16 people or whatever, and then these people get in a fight with those people, so now it's these 12 people, and now this, you know, these two new people, and everybody wants to hang out with the new people, and that makes some of the old people mad, and it's just, it's just kind of a vicious circle type deal. It's, it's hard to plan an open play party and then of course you've got your people who want to drink and your people who are you know anti-alcohol and then you've got all your safety factors to think about and we'll do a whole nother episode on how to plan an orgy um <laughs> we're, i could easily fall off into that right now but we were trying to, to keep the keep it a little more broad this time i used to throw a private event called Shh! And it was at a club that was actually closed down um, over on the west side of town. Um, but it was, you know, BYOB. It wasn't. It's not a venue that's open to the public anyway. They used to be, and the guy, you know, was just renting it out to us like a like an event hall type deal. And you know, we were legit. We ran it BYOB. We had. Uh, 
bartenders to make sure that nobody was getting out of hand. We had bouncers watching to make sure that nobody was being too crazy. It was open play, open nudity, do whatever you want. Um, but it was difficult because, of course, this person overstepped and that person hurt my feelings and this person got in a fight with that person and this person was on this person's boyfriend and this person wasn't clear about their boundaries and this person is saying that that person is lying because that didn't happen and it's just it's it's very difficult when you've got that many people engaging in any kind of sensuality uh, feelings are gonna get hurt some people can handle it. Some people think they can handle it and can't. Some people uh, feel like elitists about it and you're not, you know, fetish enough or you're not naked enough or you're not whatever. And that's that's not me. I'm like super inclusive. I'm like, no, you don't have to be naked. No. <laughs> Just because they're over there sucking dick does not mean you have to suck dick. That's, you know. Um, but... It's hard. It's really hard to do, and it's really hard to do well. Um, I prefer to do public parties more often. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like private parties. I don't say I'm not saying that I don't still throw them. Um, but the public parties um, are kind of. Ah, let me tear my brain into easier and harder. Um, you got a lot more logistics. You got a lot more payouts. You got a lot more, um, um, particulars that, that you have to take care of if you're doing, if you're doing a bar, you've obviously got your rent and light and sound and entertainment. You've got your, whether or not you're doing anything interactive or not, you've got to got to got to got to have waivers unless you're just having a, a home party um and i like having a bigger crowd when i'm doing stage entertainment um taking taking kink to stage and keeping it in that borderline r rating to where it's exciting enough for the people that want to see something and uh palatable enough for the folks that are just walking in the door um it's it's a difficult mix um but i like that we're that we bring something different without you having to go to a swinger party and feeling like you're being super pressured or you're not pretty enough or this you know pressure that you feel to, to participate or this left out feeling if you don't think you're participating enough or whatever uh, because honestly the, the, the swinger events that I have been to I've always felt like oh well these guys planned to get together here before they even got here you know they're very expensive you know it's usually a hotel type situation and honestly the organizers of those things are, are it's that's hard that's hard to do and uh and it's just it's a lot of drama um and i'm not saying that it can't be done and i'm not saying that it shouldn't be done it's just it's not what i'm interested in i'm more interested in entertainment 
variety entertainment, sexy variety entertainment for the adult crowd. I'm not interested in teenagers. I don't want to get your, I'm not throwing a festival for the kids. I'm not trying to, fuck them kids. <laughs> right? I am not trying to fuck them kids. I could I am not. not. <laughs> I couldn't hold that in. We're 21 and up for a reason. <laughs> And we do throw some 18 and up parties, you know, just like the dance parties and stuff like that. But ordinarily, if we're doing interactive stuff, if we're doing anything that's, you know, heavily sexual on stage, it's it's going to be 21 and up. And that goes back to venues. It's difficult. <laughs> I had a sound man freak out on us one time because before doors opened, one of our dancers came out and she was doing a striptease. Now, for the show, she had these really just adorable pasties and stuff she was going to strip down to, but when there was nobody in the house but us, she just walked out and did a topless, and he, like, stops me, he's like, she can't be out here like that, I'm like, doors aren't open, she's going to cover them up for the show, (laughs) so, what a prude. Oh, well, people are a little wary of us, and they're scared. We they're scared what we're gonna do, and we hadn't been in that venue for long. But eh. but the public events, man, there's better lighting. There's you get to you can control your guest list. You can't really control who comes in the door because venues are public. If you're going to a public event, you can't say you can't come in, and it really doesn't do you any good to put like pictures at the front door because nobody's got time for that shit you don't have time to sit there and look and oh you look like this guy are you this guy you can't come in um and then whoo i don't want to get into any of that either (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah there's that and i just love to perform my mom said i was singing before i could talk that was definitely me. I didn't talk until I was five, but I was definitely singing along to every other Disney movie. So, um, so I just I sang in rock band. I did church choir. I was in a gospel choir. I toured kind of. I guess that's probably where I got the inter- the entertainment bug was touring with the with the church choirs as a young teenager and then rock bands as a teenager teenager and on up into the dirty dirty 30 30s <laughs> but um so there so so here we are <laughs> so i actually wanted to close out with this last question with your feelings when Creative Charlotte, or sorry, Creative Loafing Charlotte nominated Mandyland Entertainment as Best Theater Company 2018. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I was absolutely ecstatic for about five minutes. It was a mixed bag because they, they announced the winners dropped the paper, fired everybody, and closed the, the closed oh, the paper. that's right. Like, within, uh, within a couple of days. So it was oh. like, oh my god, this is awesome! I can't wait! Because I've been to the Best of Creative Loafing party several different times because I've been 
part of other productions and worked other places and done other things that have gotten awards over the years but it was going to be the first time I was going to get an award and they didn't even have the best of party because they shut the paper down. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Um, but but I am just really, really, really happy that, that Charlotte likes us and that, that after all the years of performing that I've done that we did receive that level of recognition because... Because... That's what you strive for is to be seen and when you realize that you are you're like oh, they like me they really like me and 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 i don't know i'm just beyond blessed to have so many wonderful people working behind the scenes uh you know my poor husband <laughs> puts up with the chaos constantly it's just show shit, show shit, show shit all the time. Our house, if you were sitting here with us and look around, it's just like costumes and headpieces and backgrounds and, and corsets and fluff and wig stuff and, and just chaos. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he definitely keeps me grounded. And um, the... the ladies and gentlemen and, and, and others that work behind the scenes are just just fantastic. Pink Warrior Makeup Artistry, um, Angela and Lydia are amazing. They do a fucking amazing job transforming me for like every show. I'm like, that doesn't even look like me. It's funny, I met somebody the other day. We've been at a party like half the night, and he was like, oh my God, you're Mandy. And I'm like, yes, much less impressive in person. <laughs> this is why I absolutely love the theatrics. I love just transforming into a completely yes. different person. Even when I look back at my, you know, old photos as a go-go dancer, I've shown people, you know, videos, photos. They're like, that is not fucking you. Oh, yeah. I was like, I mean, <laughs> my hair was a little longer but I don't think I look that different but I'm like shit maybe I do <laughs> but it's great because now I just have this whole past life and no one believes me so it's fine <laughs> they can't hold it against me because they don't even think it's me so I'm like okay that's fine <laughs> well it's so funny because if you were to see me walk in and out of my day job I look like your mom I look like I look like any any 40 year old lady going to work um you know wearing my glasses and, and, and um, you know, bustling along like anybody else. Uh, uh, and then, you know, I have this whole crazy nightlife where I'm suited and booted and corseted and makeup and eyelashed and wigged out. And it's, it's awesome. And one thing that I've never done, and I know this is kind of off topic, I don't understand how people live these, the, this, the, do the double life thing. How, how are you... The stage name and your vanilla self or your regular person or your day-to-day -day, whatever you want to call it I suck at that I'm Mandy yes. I miss Mandy I've always been Mandy yes. um, I'm, I'm, I don't understand how you can create that degree of separation I in yourself used to <laughs> ask that same question when I was getting into the lifestyle you know, I realized I didn't really have to use 
FetLife because all of my kinky friends were kind of open with Facebook, but one, what I realized was everyone created separate Facebook accounts. That's why they were so open. So I would be, you know, friends with one person and then they would have a whole other account. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And it was their vanilla account when I didn't know their real names. I'm like, oh, okay. But I always had one fucking account. So it's just like, you're going to take all of me or none of me. Yeah. But I, I get it. Not everyone has the privilege to be open, I guess. But holy Privilege mind. is the word. Yes, yes ma'am. Um, it, it, it really is. I'm lucky enough that... Nobody in my family really gave a shit. Exactly. Which you might see as lucky or unlucky. But, um, well, my aunt's gay and has been out since I was a kid. Um, the first crossdresser drag queen, I guess, that I ever met. His name was Frankie. It was my, my aunt's best friend. We sat at my grandma's breakfast table and... You know, he's sitting there with his last night's eyeliner and his painted nails telling me and my cousin, oh, you're the model and you're the diva because I could sing and she had the, the model shape. And, um, yeah, um, uh, but anyway, he, he passed away. He's the first person I ever knew passed away from AIDS. And uh, so all that was, you know, just, just a part of my life. And I guess there are people who were sheltered from that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We've we've kind of drifted away from our topic, but uh, that's not all. This is all necessary. I feel like details. my real. Well, I feel like my, yeah, my real life is not separate from my. You know, I'm I'm gonna be Mandy whether I'm screaming at you to get the fuck off my stage so I can set my props up, or whether I'm screaming at you to come in my house and eat dinner. Damn it. I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I love to make people happy. I love to feed people. I love to perform and sing and dance and um, uh, bring a little light into the world. I hope there's people that remember me when I'm gone. I don't have kids. I don't think I can anymore. So that's 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 fine. It's not really a priority. Never really was, was a priority. <laughs> and that um, is going to be the Mandy that we all know and love. <laughs> so thank you for thank allowing you. me to be a part of this crazy life. <laughs> this crazy, wonderful, beautiful, twisted life. And thank you for being a part of this first episode of Lady Daddy Talks. Oh, I'm so excited. And eventually we'll have to plan part two about how to plan an orgy. I promise. Oh, that's happening. I promise. That's happening. <laughs> this was just this was just intro to Charlotte Weirdness. <laughs> ah yes. And many more to come. Thank you. Thank you.